Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the Femi Pod for episode number 80. I am here as always with my bestie, Esty, and we, I know we're meant to have a special guest this week, but we have saved her for next week, so definitely come back for that episode. But this week, Esty and I are going to catch up and jump into a conversation about the running hype. We want to talk about the evolution of running from nerdy to cool and where we think it is at the moment. But before you get into things, Esty, how are you? What's been happening? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, just enjoying the sunshine in Tauranga. I am racing a 10K on Saturday, which will be fun. So I'm going to Topo and I'm going to run 10 kilometers as fast as humanly possible. And I'm currently throwing in the air, like whether I run with a watch or not. Cause like, I don't know, sometimes like I feel like as Elliot, the great Elliot Kipchoge says, no human is limited, right? So like sometimes I do think running with a watch limits you because you have an idea of what you're going to run, um, which maybe you're actually just way more capable than, way more capable than that. So yeah, I'm not sure yet, or I might just wear one, but make sure that like the K things aren't on and I can't like see it um, just so that like, I don't know, I can see it at the end, which would be sick when I run a sick time and smash it. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I, I'm still nursing this like annoying hip thing. So it's just really frustrating. I go to the physio a lot. So I do my exercises every day and it just seems to come on sometimes randomly. Um, they think it's my TFL, which is overactive. So doing lots of glute work, but it's just lingering. It's probably been around for at least two months now. Um, it's not like stopping me training, but it is, annoying um so yeah just trying to get that gone for good um that will be a good day when that one's gone and yeah just chugging along I want to do the Mount Monganui 10k as well which I think maybe Lids might be here for as well which I can't wait for and then gonna do road relays with the Bay's Babes up in Auckland which will be fun and then uh maybe the Auckland half marathon I don't know so that's kind of like my running sketch I know that's not what you asked but I'm telling you anyway and then um, apart from that yeah I'm really good I am feeling follicular right now feeling spicy and feeling good um yeah that's pretty much all that's going on with me really just working running eating sleeping and how are you Liz? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, yes, I am in Melbourne now. I came down to Melbourne at the start of yeah, the start of the weekend. It is nice and fresh and cold. It actually isn't as bad as I imagined it was gonna be, but um it is nice to be here amongst the city and with some of the community. I'm hyped to be going to a Femi run community in Melbourne this week. Can't wait to see the gals. But yeah, things are all good. I definitely feel like I am still recovering from the 50k as you could probably imagine it's only been about 10 or 12 days or something so my body is definitely still coming back from that I 
definitely emptied the tank in that race. Um, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you can go back and hear me kind of explain how tough it was, but it was really hard. And um, I think I'm just trying to be super patient with myself. I went out on Tuesday to try and do Tough Girl Tuesday, but even in the warm up, I was like, I'm not feeling this. And there's no point like trying to push to that place when the body and the mind aren't there. So thankfully I actually bumped into M, shout out to you M, and jumped into her run with her and got distracted from actually trying to push myself. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, just like recovering. I would love to run the half marathon at the Mount with you East in a few weeks, but I don't don't want to put the pressure on yet. So I will see how I'm feeling in another couple of weeks. Um, if I can get back to some some normal training next week and some more intensity, then maybe I'll do it. But yes, no pressure. I am also being pressured to get into the marathon at Melbourne Marathon. And I I just like have done that marathon now three times. And uh, I just don't know if I can do it again. But maybe I'm also probably going to be working. So I'm not too sure. But we will see. Other than that, things are good. Um, life is busy. Wedding planning is in full swing. Um, work is in full swing. And yeah, there is so much hype in Australia and New Zealand at the moment with the World Cup on down here. So it's been so cool to get amongst that. I went to the Matildas game against Canada on uh, Monday night and I've never really been in an atmosphere quite like it. It was crazy. I think well, everyone was super nervous about the game because it was kind of make or break for the Matildas and um, Canada, uh, I think they won the Olympics. Like they're an incredibly good team. And so there was so many nerves in that stadium when I walked in and Australia ended up winning 4-0, which is crazy. <laughs> and it was like a really exciting game. And like, shout out to the Aussies. They are super passionate about sport. And I, I just like the energy every time the Matildas scored was just like insane. So it's cool. And there's much more of that to come, which is really exciting. The Matildas are playing again on Monday and then I'm heading to Sydney in a couple of weeks. So hoping to get to some games there, but yeah, it's a good time to be amongst women's sport at the moment. There's so many conversations going on and yeah, I think there's just been so many issues really raised over the last couple of weeks. And I imagine more so going forwards around like the lack of support in women's sport um, and it's just awesome to have these moments where we see that there's only one option and that is change. And that's really exciting for women and for sport and for the world, really. <laughs> so yeah, it's exciting. There was a Jamaica game on last night, I think, and I'm not sure if you saw it in the news, Esther, but they, they crowdfunded to get there and they also didn't have a uniform. So they had to borrow the men's team uniform to even just play and like they actually kept Brazil out of the competition and it was yeah it's so cool to see that so go the Jamaicans I'm all for them now so cool yeah I did I read about that I just yeah blows my mind how little support there is still for a lot of the teams and even the you know most of the teams there's just not enough support but it has been so cool to watch and it was obviously very sad to see um the football ferns from NZ being dropped out but they played so well and you know even winning that game initially was an incredible incredible success but yeah it's been so cool watching it all um, and following along with the stats I was reading I think it was on the female athlete project I've got it here but Aussie versus Canada was seven's most watched program so far this year with 4.7 million people tuning in 
So that is pretty damn cool and so impressive with all the other sporting events going on so far. You think that was the most viewed this year. Um, And it just also pisses me off that no one bought the rights to um, air this in Australia. And so I'm thinking, what are you doing? Like you missed out on this massive opportunity um, with probably some of the highest viewed sporting games, you know, of the year. And it just blows my mind that people still haven't, you know, gotten after it. But I think this is a pivotal point right now and I don't think those those mistakes will ever be made again so yeah still annoying to see but so exciting for the future I've loved watching it too 4.7 million that's like almost the entire country of New Zealand yeah I know it's mental (laughs) wow yeah super exciting can't wait to see what kind of the next couple of weeks brings and then the flow on effect that this is going to have into other sports as well you know I can only imagine this is going to help all women in whatever sport that they play um so yeah the next few years are going to be wild well as we mentioned today we want to chat to you about the running hype um I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you're already a massive running fan so thanks um (laughs) shout out to you But yeah, running over the last few years has really blown up and it's so cool to see like how many people are getting involved in the sport and, you know, all abilities, all welcome. It's so awesome to see the sport of running growing so quickly and to kind of be an onlooker, both Esther and I have obviously been running since we were really young. We've been in the sport for a very long time and to see that evolution of running over the last five to 10 years has been insane, but definitely over the last like one to two years and I think COVID probably had a big part to play in getting so many people into running I know recently I've been speaking to a lot of people about their running journeys and a lot of their running journeys really did start around COVID so although it was a really tough and horrible time for a lot of people one good thing that came from it is you know the amount of people who want to get outside and go for a run but yeah I mean it's just so funny to look back when we were young and when we were running as teenagers like running really was the like geeky sport to do (laughs) like only nerds really ran um I was very fortunate that I had an amazing group of friends at my school that I ran with we were all friends and we all all like loved running with their supporting each other but outside of that running was like full for the nerds it is so different now yeah it was definitely yeah I mean I look back to myself at school I was definitely like a running nerd I was obsessed with it and I I just yeah like I think back to my little 15 year old self and I definitely was like a little little cute nerd but like I love that about myself you know being a nerd is super cool too like we're not we're not dissing nerds or anything um but like the actual sport of running has become a lot cooler over the years and yeah I think it's it's a great thing for the sport because it gets more people involved but um yeah obviously we're not saying that nerds or geeks are bad (laughs) um because I I claim to be one right now so we're awesome um but yeah I just think to even athletics the sport itself like athletics I think back to some of the races I used to do and the atmosphere would just be so bleh there'd be like 40 people in the stands and like tons of officials and like shout out to you officials like thank you for showing up every week and like continuing to have the sport roll over but like just the intensity of the rules and no like atmosphere nothing fun it just yeah it never really I guess created a vibe where people wanted to continue to come and like continue to be involved in the sport so like seeing things like um 
the sporting event I was involved in in Melbourne, which was called Nitro Athletics, and they got Usain Bolt over and they had flamethrowers and music and they had bar a bar for people if they wanted to have drinks and like it was just so cool and they sold out the whole event. Um, and you see that now in like bigger sporting events like uh, the Diamond Leagues, for example, which is some of the top running or athletics as a sport um, events throughout the year. And they're really hard to get into. You have to be, you know, some of the top runners in the world, but they are so cool now. They've got like flame flamethrowers too. They've got lights along the inside of the track that like the lead runners are chasing to try and like beat certain times. And it's just like, I don't know, the hype is like, real and I don't remember seeing stuff like that when I was young I would only ever see that at the Olympic Games or Commonwealth Games so it's it's really changing and like you see it with people in certain cities around Australia and New Zealand and I'm sure overseas as well doing like really cool athletics or running events like nighttime events or closing down a road and and running a mile down a road or I think I saw an event where there was like 400 meter hill sprint and it's like one of the steepest hills in the world and there was just crowds the entire way down so just like I guess people are taking more risks and doing cooler events and just trying to jazz up the sport of running and I think it's like yeah having a really positive effect we're seeing so many people run um the sport is continuing to grow at a massive rate and yeah more and more diverse people are being wanting to be involved because there's more I guess cool opportunities and things to be involved with along the way yeah it's definitely become so much more accessible and I do think that's probably one of the reasons why when we were at school you know 10-15 years ago when we were younger and not that many people ran is because it really was for only those kind of elite runners who were like naturally talented or willing to work hard and it also takes like a unique sort of person to go out and go for a run by themselves and spend a lot of time alone whereas running now is like super accessible there's so much like community connection amongst our sport and I think it's just allowed so many more people to feel like welcomed into our sport even if they are beginner runners or you know no matter what ability that they're at um, everyone can kind of partake and it is I would say the most accessible form of movement um, for people to do and that's why I guess it's growing so quickly as well and and with the more people doing it it's just become like another place for people to show up and be their best selves and like create this like cool and quotation marks whatever that means cool factor to it um which has been really cool to see but when I started at Nike when I was in my early 20s Nike was one of the kind of first big global brands to start non-competitive running clubs and NRC kicked off in Auckland I think around 2010 or 2011 and at that time I was a Nike athlete over there and I was given the opportunity to partake in NRC over there and yeah before that I'd never really seen like community run groups it was kind of like you were part of a competitive athletic team that you like paid a subscription like a fee to be part of or there was like no not really any other option for you so to turn up to a a group that was put on by a, you know an amazing brand like Nike where there was like the t-shirts and the food and the music and like all that hype around it as well it just put a whole new spin on like what running and what the sport of running looked like and then you know Nike Run Club really evolved the 10 years following that and as was all over the world it still exists in some places and 
and I think off the back of that um, was really where this like running crew culture popped up. Nike run clubs kind of started to pull back a few years ago. And I guess there were already communities that existed within the Nike run clubs and these people needed and wanted a place to turn up every week and hang out with their friends and, you know, shoot the shit, but also go for a run. So these running crews really came from, you know, that push from NRC and some other running clubs around the world. And it's been so crazy to see the different crews growing and um, they all kind of have their own messaging and their own values and what they're trying to put out to the world and how they're trying to like serve people. And it's been awesome because it's giving people the opportunity to be part of something um, that's more than just themselves. And, and it revolves around the sport of running as well. So yeah, it's been awesome. Obviously we've got our own like run communities, got eight of them now across Australia and New Zealand. And even those watching them grow, it's like me and Est feel like really proud mums. <laughs> and it's <laughs> so cool to see those incredible women coming together every week. But away from Femi, there's also just so many other beautiful crews around the world and the opportunity to meet people through those crews, no matter where you're at in the world. Like, I think that's probably one of the coolest things is that you could be traveling the world as a runner and you literally could connect with people in almost every country because of the crews that are out there and the um, events that they're putting on every week. And even when I was in the States, I went over to the Venice Run Club and yeah, people I had never met before. There was like one or two people that I knew, but I met so many new new people in one run and now I'm connected to them probably forever, which is wild. Um, but I think it's such a cool, cool thing to do, but also has like, been a huge part of what's made running more accessible and, and cooler overall yeah definitely I think yeah you're so right like the different values of each run community and how many there are all over the world it means like there's just something for everyone you know like if you're someone that thrives off like intensity and like you want a group that's like super intense and like everyone's trying to get really fast and like you show up every week and you run fast like there's crews for that and then if it someone who doesn't doesn't want to run fast and wants to like go and chat and just yarn and like maybe even walk like there's crews for that you know so there's literally crews for like every type of personality and human um and even in like the phase of life you're in and stuff like I absolutely love that and then also the piece about like accessibility for running like I always think how blessed I am and all of us who participate in the sport of running that we have the ability to do this probably for hopefully most of our lives like you think about someone who competes in pole vault or who competes in like javelin like you can't really do that forever like there's not really like javelin crews that go and like throw javelins together and like when you quit that sport and you retire like you pretty much have to find another one um, that you want to be involved with that's something that can continue on for you know most of your life so I always feel like super lucky that even though maybe I don't want to run track specifically anymore like it doesn't mean I'm stopping running it means like I'm just choosing a different form of it so I always think like that's such a like special part of running and maybe that's why people are catching on like there's so many different ways to run and you just find what's right for you yeah it's like crazy the sport of cheerleading I don't know if you've watched the cheerleading documentary on on Netflix but I'm knows I'm obsessed with it um but like that sport's wild because there really is an end date to it you know you can do it through college and then once you leave college which is university for Australia and New Zealand it's pretty much over you don't really have an option to continue that sport which is 
I can't, can't really imagine that because yeah, you're right. Like we can run whenever, wherever um, for ideally the rest of our lives, which is um, such, such a blessing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that doco too. So, they're crazy athletes. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I guess we think about like that next generation, you know, for our generation, millennials, like running has kind of been one of those things. Well, what I've seen is a lot of people who maybe did running or some sort of sport that running was part of when they were at school, stepped away from running and sport throughout their maybe early 20s, late teens, early 20s. And then eventually you do see them come back to the sport when they're maybe in their late 20s and going into their 30s. Um, and traditionally running has kind of been skewed to that like older I want to say older but like <laughs> I'm 33 and it's not old but like more really for like 30 and 40 year olds um, but nowadays like running just seems to be like absolutely swamped with Gen Zers and so many young people getting out there and getting after it and and really like a lot of young girls which is awesome like it's so cool to see these young women out there going for runs like building up their running and signing up to races and like I mean Nike Melbourne Marathon sold out the half and full marathon tickets so early and that just like shows the hype around running but these young Gen Zers are like fully in it and fully amongst it we recently saw a report that came out saying that 43% of Gen Zers um, see running as kind of that first step to get fit and it really is like it is like we said the most accessible way to get fit and move your body and um the agency is I guess in these like busy lives that they live they want to do something that they can get that kind of like endorphin hit from feel really good about themselves be out in um, nature and yeah running I guess is one of the things that they can do to fit into their lives with everything else they've got going on which is yeah so cool um and I guess it just shows that running isn't slowing down <laughs> excuse the pun but it's like you know really um the future of running is looking huge and so bright which is so exciting yeah so exciting so true I feel like because of like the wave of Gen Zers have like a much more holistic approach to training and like longevity and like you know they do a lot of things to uh yeah make sure that they're able to live a long and healthy life and I think they're a lot more uh, health conscious and I I really like the fact that they see running as part of that because potentially that means that that messaging like around so many people say like running helps our mental health you know Liz and I talk about it all the time lots of the women that train with Femi that's like pretty much one of the biggest reasons that they do it and I think that that is you know spreading down into Gen Z is and they see running as like firstly a good way to get fit but then they probably understand, you know, like longevity and how important it is to like look after your mental health and like running is a huge part of that for them. So that's pretty cool to see. Definitely. And then we like can't talk about Gen Zers and not talk about social media. And I think that's like another huge part um, of why running has become cool is because social media is just like a place for them to go and tell stories about their lives, right? And like when you're a Gen Zer, you want to tell, I imagine... <laughs> I'm not a Gen Zer, but I imagine multiple stories about your life and running again is a really accessible way to tell a story. And the content that my Instagram feed is full of at the moment is people like documenting their runs, going for runs, like documenting their training towards races, um, showing what running gear they use, uh, like getting ready for a run, like get ready with me, but to go for a run, which I find kind of hilarious because some of them are like, 
fool do their hair and their makeup and I'm like rolling out of bed and throwing the random kid on and just not even looking in the mirror uh but yeah it's so crazy to see how much running content is online at the moment and on TikTok under RunTok there's been 1.9 billion views which is insane like I think the TikTok numbers are insane anyway but to think that there's 1.9 billion views under RunTok just shows like how much interest there is on running on online and how much content is being produced by probably mostly Gen Zers um, around their running which it's great. I think it's cool. Definitely. Yeah, it's so cool. And you think about like big popular Instagram profiles that give advice around running and like um, a lot of science-backed advice, you know, obviously we want that stuff, the good stuff, but like they are so popular, like, you know, the likes of Running Explained and other Instagram accounts that like go into running in depth because people are just constantly obviously wanting to better themselves in that sport um, and just understand, you know, the, the ways they can do that, whether it be through like things like their cadence or just like things that people have never really even heard of possibly, but they don't have a running coach. So they're seeking that information out on social media and you can see it in the numbers, like those accounts are extremely popular because people want that information and they want that content. And yeah, it's just so good to see because it just shows how many people are interested in it and, and are wanting to better themselves in, in the sport of running. Um, and it's also like a safety thing, right? Like we know for a fact that so many people have come to us at Femi and they don't really understand, you know, like the reason that an easy run should be easy. Um, and they do all of their runs every week as fast as they possibly can and they don't get any better and they actually just get injured, you know? So like there's a massive need for that education as well. So it's really cool to see accounts like that. Um, doing it right and giving their education to people definitely I actually follow like a few fashion I want to say kind of more fashion lifestyle vloggers on YouTube and one of the women that I follow recently started running and it's kind of like one of those instances you never imagine someone like her like wanting to run because she's probably I would have thought she's too cool for running <laughs> and now she's like um, signed up to her first race and she's like documenting her running training towards that and I'm like this is so cool I would have never imagined it like 10 years ago that these popular influencers online would be so involved in the sport of running I thought they'd be above and beyond it for sure and then I guess looking at the numbers around apparel and running kit and and how that kind of plays into it too you know like speaking of fashion and and influencers who are getting into running like that is a huge part of it too is like documenting their style through the act of running like what they want to be wearing what looks cool what works well in different runs and um the running apparel market is also just like being blown out of the water because so many people are now taking up this sport I think there's a report that um, states that the running apparel market is expected to grow from 13.07 billion US dollars to 16.3 billion in the next five years, which is a huge growth. And um, it's unsurprising when we look at all the reasons why um, that that projection has been made. But yeah, I mean, the running kit that's coming out nowadays is just like pretty insane. And uh, it, it is exciting. I definitely understand why... Uh, I understand how like pulling on a nice running outfit and especially like one that makes you feel confident and strong and like really fits your like your personal style 
I, I see and I know that that is important. It is part of like part of it. I do like getting dressed up in a nice running outfit, but usually on a Saturday or a Sunday where I have more time to think about it and not during the week. So if you see me running out during the week, don't judge me. <laughs> you have impeccable style all the time. Let's, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, it's so true. I wonder like if that, you know, running kit, growth is obviously because more people are running but then also like the sport of ultra and we talk about it sometimes in like trail running has just like gone out the gate and like that kit is expensive you know like you buy those running vests and um the fancy stuff and it's it is it costs a lot so I'm not surprised those numbers are growing so much I think I remember reading that like ultra running or hiking um on Strava was like the biggest um, growing sport and it was either 2021 or 2022. So like you can just see how much that would impact, you know, obviously the running kit, but then how many people are getting involved in, in running as well. And that just speaks to the point again of like how accessible running is like, you don't have to do road running. You don't have to do track running. You can now like go and like run in the most insane terrains and or places and like do what Lydia did the other weekend and, absolutely smash yourself for 52 maybe 250k so yeah there's so many different forms of running and I'm not surprised that you know ultra is getting so much more attention because it is like a massive feat to run for that long and like push your body for that long as well so some real sickos out there that froth that type of thing look it is um the running kit is awesome but having a cool running vest or a nice running trail shoes doesn't mean that you're going to be able to go out and run 50 or 100 or 100 <laughs> um yeah it's funny because my friend Mick who I actually spoke about on the podcast last week she was laughing with me around how like running vests are now cool and like she's been in the running trail world for a very long time and they've always been traditionally like so nerdy and now people are like sick I've got a cool running vest and I look like fashion <laughs> like, it is quite funny <laughs> And I can just imagine one day, because, like, I see people wearing, like, cool baggy jeans and, like, Solomon short, uh, shoes, you know? And it's, like, or, like, like cool trail shoes around and with their just normal outfit. I can just imagine it one day that someone's just wearing a vest around and they've got, like, their phone and their keys in the pocket. Um, Don't ask me, Esther. <laughs> I reckon I could do that. <laughs> I reckon you could pull it off for sure. I don't know if I could pull it off, but it's probably something I would do. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I used to go out to town and I used to take my camel pack um, filled up with alcohol, which is not good. I'm not recommending this, but I used to walk around the clubs with my camel pack on. And I think I was destined to become a nerdy trail runner that one day maybe became cool. <laughs> you're just you're just a genius. That's what you are. You had it down. So what would you wear underneath your clothes or on top? No. No, on top of my clothes and I think I put um pulse if anybody remembers pulse back in the day like the energy drink not good for you at all and I used to fill my camel back up with that which is so funny because my mum probably bought it for me to literally go running with and I was taking it to town with my alcohol in it <laughs> sorry mum oh. oh well that's all right you turned out all good <laughs> Before we go, I guess we wanted to touch on like there's so much hype around running at the moment and it is so awesome for us to see that, but there's definitely some pros and cons to it. Um, I think obviously massive pro is that more people are getting into the sport of running. It is so awesome to see so many people taking up the sport because we know what it can do, as Es mentioned, 
what it can do for people's mental and physical health, but definitely their mental health. You know, running for me and Est gives us purpose. It gives us our drive. There's so many benefits. And, you know, the clarity I get in the mornings when I go out running in my mind, like it's so amazing. And without kind of that cool factor that's drawing people in at the moment, a lot of people would have never been able to or would have never experienced it because they would have never been drawn into the sport without this kind of like hype in the sport at the moment so it's awesome that people are experiencing that because we always say once you're like once you've started running and you've done it in a really like safe and sustainable way you will never stop I see people kind of dropping out of the sport here and there and I'm like you'll be back like give it a few years or even you know maybe it's just even a few months and you'll miss it and you'll come back Uh, so it is awesome to see so many people getting involved in the sport athletics like traditional athletics is definitely growing, um, but I would love to see it grow even more. You know, people signing up to more like, not necessarily competitive events, but like really traditional running events. It is becoming like cooler too and, and more accessible for people. But yeah, I think that's definitely a massive pros that more people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess the co- the cons, one of the cons anyway that I can think of is kind of touched on it a little bit before, but like, you know, that expert advice that, some like Instagram accounts or TikTok accounts are probably giving and they're backing it up with science and um, research papers and they're not just yarning off zero experience and or about three months of running training thinking they know what shoes people should wear and how they should dress to um, get the best out of their run or you know what they should be fueling with if they're not like a dietitian. so I feel like yeah just making sure that you stay aware that the advice out there um, could come from anyone and seek out those accounts that where you know that they're they're only really coming forth with what's backed by science and and backed by research. So yeah, just being aware of that and and um you may find inspiration from certain people, but if they're giving advice, you know, that they probably shouldn't be, just be aware of that. And um yeah, make sure you're choosing which ones are your inspiration accounts and which ones are your this is my education and my information. Definitely. Like I think some red flags for us, like you said, like if someone's handing out nutrition advice, even advice on how to fuel yourself through runs, what sort of like specific workouts you should be doing, um, potentially what warm-ups you should be doing or strength sessions you should be doing to get become a better runner. If people are palming out that advice and they're not experts in what they do, like just take it with a grain of salt but if people are like just documenting their runs and like showing you the beautiful locations and showing you what they completed and like how proud of themselves that they are that's the sort of content I think we should all get amongst because it is super inspiring and motivating to get after it but yeah I think because so many people are taking up running and within a few months of running people probably do feel like they're experts because they've been able to run a certain distance Um, but yeah really understanding like who are actual running coaches and who are actual dietitians who can give me the proper advice that I need um, is really important I did see an Instagram account recently um, posting a strength workout that was a running specific strength workout and it was not the right workout to be doing as a runner if that's what you wanted to get the gains for and that was like a massive like oh we like we, someone needs to step in and direct people to the right places because people can really get taken off track if they're they're not aware of like who should be giving out this advice so 
I think that's really important. And then the other one is just like, obviously, for the woman out there, which, you know, we've grown up in a world of comparison and um, it's something that I've personally faced a lot of my life um, is, yes, trying to steer away from comparison. Like, again, being super inspired and motivated by other people, that's awesome. But, yeah, I think through the amount of people running and the amount of content and running content that's being put out there through different channels as well as training channels like Strava, like, we want to stay clear of that um, and make sure that you're just doing what is right for you, what feels right for you, where you're at in your journey, what, where you're at on your ability, how long you've been running for, like all of those things need to be taken to, into account versus just looking at what someone else is doing and thinking that's the right thing for you to be doing. So whenever you see someone, yeah, be inspired by them, but don't compare yourself to them because you're on your own journey. Love that. So true. Awesome. Well, I think that is it from us today. Thank you so much for listening. As we mentioned, we'll be back next week with a special guest and we actually will be back next week with a special guest. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I know over the last recent weeks, Esther and I have been asking for you to go and rate the podcast and give us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And thank you to everybody who has gone and done that. We really appreciate you. But if you haven't, we would love if you could go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, that would be very much appreciated. But in the meantime, if you have any feedback, you can get to us on Instagram at femi.co or head to our website, femi.co. And Est and I will be, be, will be back with you next week. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.